Welcome in, everybody, to a Monday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. John Harris alongside the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer. Mark, first of all, how was your weekend? Johnny, it was great. You know, I uh, we have a dog, so there's that. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have a new dog. Right, we talked about, about this about, a little bit. About a week and a half old, so we spent time with the dog. It's weird to not have, I know there's the other league playing, and look, I watch the Rockets games and everything, and I know you feel the same way. It's just weird to not work a game on a Sunday. I'm yeah. not in that mode yet where, I know. wait a minute, I actually had two days off in a row this weekend, and last weekend it didn't feel quite the same because the Super Bowl, right. I, was, I watched it in a very... You know, I watch it as an entertainment commodity, but I also watch it in a work-like way to see how they handle it. And obviously we've played the Kansas City Chiefs and everything. This weekend was a free weekend. It's done. It was was just weird. And I don't feel, I feel like, wait a minute, I'm getting away with something with two days off in a row. Something's, (laughs) I'm playing hooky. There's something not right with the universe. Anyway, it's a long off season, but a lot of exciting stuff will happen and is already starting to happen around the league, and I know it's going to affect the Texans in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, we're going to get into that in a second. But, yeah, I, I was kind of the same way. I actually planned. It was funny. I heard my wife on the phone. She was talking to somebody on Thursday, and I just hear her say, yeah, well, you know, John is taking me down to Galveston because, you know, from, like, July through February, we just can't do anything because it's football season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. That's well, it. That's, that's, that's about right. right. That, that th- fits. Does she accept this or does she? Grudgingly. Grudgingly. Okay. Grudgingly. Well, she needs to talk to Mrs. Van Gundy. Did I ever tell you about my wife's conversation with Jeff Van Gundy's wife? No. Mrs. Van Gundy? She said Mrs. Van Gundy gave my wife the best advice ever, which is, during the season, don't even think about him. Yeah, like don't, yeah, yeah. don't, 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 like, don't mess with it. He won't be there for anything. If he is, it's a bonus. Right. Assume everything's off, and he's always going to be doing something with the sport. And she said, "Oh, it kind of opened her eyes to that." Yeah. So, but uh, then when the sport is over, yeah, as Bill O'Brien likes to say, it's reentry time. A, a honeydew list the size <laughs> of the Magna Carta, it's huge. Uh, and it's still not really accepted during the season. Believe me, it's still kind of a challenge. So we I went down. It. We went down to Galveston, like way west of Galveston. Mm-hmm. We like there's a place way west that we like because it's away from all the hustle and bustle. And we just had a we had a good weekend. So it was, yep. it was good to get away. And of course, on the way home, I look over and I could just see this. Like, no smile on her face. I'm like, what's wrong? She goes, I don't want to leave. Oh. It's hard to leave the beach, man. It is it's hard nice. to it's leave nice. the beach. It's really nice down there. And they've, uh, you know, really done a lot of work to it since Ike. Yeah, you know? very much so. I mean, I'm, very I'm much impressed so. with the people, the BOIs and the, is it IBC, Islanders by Choice, and the BOIs, the Born on the Island Yeah, people. the Born on the Island people, they're, they're it's, it, I, I, well, we've gone to different be- we've gone to beaches all over the place because my wife and I love going to the beach, and you run into the BOIs like born on yeah they are there and I always wonder what that life must have been like, <laughs> like flip flops every day growing up yeah just every day growing up living that's all you do is you li- I don't know yeah well I mean it's not like you're out in the tropics if you're no, in Galveston no, 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 no. No. you are part of society you are. That's true. That downtown area, though, I just I love it down. There. It's, it's got a so, different feel to it. We uh we we went downtown. It's funny because we we've, we've always when we go down there, we just hit the seawall at sixty mm-hmm. first and just go right. We just go west. So you don't go downtown. So much. we don't really go downtown. And so my sister in law was actually in town. She was had a conference over at NASA, and so she's like, "Well, meet us over on the Strand." And we're mm-hmm. like, "All right." So we met over on the Strand, and we're like. This is cool. Like we had a, oh, re- it's cool. It was really, really. There's a cool. lot of nooks and crannies there. A lot of fun, and uh, 
And there's sports history. You know, Galveston Ball. It's funny because we were talking. We were down there for a management retreat last week. Yeah. And we were talking to a BOI, and he said uh, he was just mentioning Barry White. I said, look, I'm all about Barry White and Galveston and, yeah. and all that. But, you know, I'm talking about Mike Evans, and I'm talking about Casey Hampton and people like that. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Bill Barnwell of ESPN, oh, no. it's a really neat thing that he's put together. And with his ESPN people, it's very, very cool. So what he has put together, if you get a chance, go and follow him. He has highlighted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight is Rivers, eight. So he's got eight players Uh that are names that everybody knows. Right. And so what he's done is he's kind of made this like rolling, rolling thing where if you roll on the guy, all of a sudden you see him in a different jersey than you're used to seeing. Him oh, in. neat. So he's got Cam Newton and then. <laughs> oh, no. He's got him in a Dolphins jersey. Good. And I'm like, whoa. But then down below, he has three different options. So you can have it on Cam Newton and then you can click one of the three options and he changes jersey. It's really cool. So. Each guy has three different options that Bill is actually presenting. So this is all about presentation, but it's basically three different options for these players. Mm-hmm. And it's the neatest thing. So he went through and he's got these eight players. So I was rolling through and didn't expect much out of there from the Texans, etc. And then he put Chris Harris Jr. on there. Oh, So here are the three options that he has determined for Chris Harris Jr., 31-year-old cornerback yep. mm-hmm. with the Denver Broncos, been with the Broncos his entire career, was undrafted free agent out of Kansas, had a really good Kansas career, didn't run exceptionally well at the Combine, didn't get drafted, went to Denver, has been unbelievable in Denver. It's been fantastic. So here are the three options that Barnwell presents. You tell me if these, one of them being a Texans option. Mm-hmm. So let's see how it fares. Number one, his first option is the Kansas City Chiefs. No, thank you. Signed Chris Harris Jr. to a four-year, $48 million deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they're going to find the money. I'm sure they have it. But, well, they, if they, they sign him a Holmes deal, like how, I mean. They've got, and they've got other big contracts. I mean, Tyron Matthews not cheap for them, by the way. Right. What is it, $14 million a year or something yeah. like that? Yeah, on average, he's $14 million a year. Now, congratulations. They won the Super Bowl, but now you got to move forward. You Life goes the, on. you got to pay the credit card Talk bill. to the Rams how that's going. They didn't win the Super Bowl, but they were in it. Now they're really suffering cap-wise. Oh, and I want to get to that one, too. Okay. That's because that's an interesting one. And then his second option is Jets mm-hmm. signing a four-year, $62 million deal with the Jets. The Jets obviously could use it. Yeah. Third option. Him with Jamal Adams in that secondary. The, the funny thing. All right, go go to the third. Third option. The Texans signed Chris Harris Jr. Mm-hmm. to a four-year, $56 million deal. Now, here's what he said. A year ago, the Texans signed former Broncos corner Bradley Roby to a one-year deal to try to shore up a thin quarterback group. Now, they'll make a more substantial deal with Harris, who will start alongside Lonnie Johnson and Gary Ann Conley in 2020. This contract should ha- would have two fully guaranteed seasons. Yeah. It's a 31-year-old corner, right? Four years, $56 million. With two years guaranteed. What is your gut reaction to that? All right, so that's Bill Barnwell saying that. Look, yeah. I think you know it's going to be interesting, obviously, to see how Bill O'Brien handles a full offseason right. of free agency with his hand on the trigger. And they do have some money, but they have some big contracts they obviously want to take care of. 
and there's not a ton left over, but there's money left over. Right. Uh, I know I'm not answering the question here. The funny thing is, I'm thinking, I don't know if you want to go for a 31-year-old, no matter I'm who it is. And then I'm thinking, but I don't want him going to the Chiefs. The Jets I'm okay Jets, with. Whatever. But I don't want him going point. to the Chiefs. So what is that feeling I have about not wanting to see him in Kansas City? Like, I'm not sure he's going to be a bust from here on out. It's Chris Harris, right? right? You know, so you're thinking, well, is it worth it to go for the two years guaranteed? That's that's a tough decision. I'm not saying coin flip decision, but that's a tough decision. I don't want to either. I don't want to even call it a luxury decision because I think that it does come into play how you deal with Laramie Tunsil and or Deshaun with their big deals. Right. And then you have to see what do I have left of the cookie jar to sign somebody like this? And I don't know how they feel about it. Do they feel like if we improve the pass rush? Certainly, they're going to add to the secondary. Right, we know right, this. But right. do we have to add at that top flight Rolls-Royce free agent level? Or do we go with a little more conservative approach in free agency with the cornerback position? Or draft and take it from there? I don't know. I mean, they, it's funny because, Johnny, when you look at what happened against the Chiefs, you think, are they ever going to be able to stop anybody again? Right. You know, the, the feeling, the recency element comes right. into play when you're evaluating these things and then you look at geez they did well against tom brady and they did well against rivers and they did well against a lot of these quarterbacks so and they actually did fairly well against Mahomes the first time they intercepted they... winston four times i know winston does get picked off but he right. was pretty hot going into that game and yeah. they, they derailed him so they did have some moments with the guys they had in the secondary so i, I guess my answer is maybe with uh, with Chris Harris Jr. Okay. at that price tag. But remember this. I don't know what he wants, but the highest bidder tends to win these things. I think for him, he's got a ring. Mm-hmm. He's 31. It's probably the last one. Right. So well, how he, important is that to him? If I were him, I'm going for every dollar I can find. I think he is going to try and find every dollar he can find at the team that has an opportunity to win. Okay, so he's not going to go. Well, the Jets, the Jets don't make much sense. Seemingly, do not have an opportunity to win. Now, if that's the only option he has, okay, well, yeah, sure. I mean, Le'Veon Bell went there, but how many opportunities did he have? Right, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how I feel about that deal. I, I'd much rather look at other opportunities. In fact, I would look at Byron Jones, okay, of Dallas, mm-hmm. throwing that same money and see if he took it. I would, I would look at more Byron. I mean, he's a, he's a younger guy. By five, six years. Did you see the write-up on Namdi this weekend? And, you know, oh, Namdi the actor. And uh, No, Namdi the actor? Yeah, Namdi the actor. No. I'll, I'll pull it up for you. But, okay. but the point is this. It revisited that whole free agent blitz in 2011. 2011 because you had the lockout. You had, like, a two-day frenzy. I mean, it was. That was nuts. It was really good. That man. was. It was really good. It was, Once it was got really. There, it was nuts, but you're right. It was really cool. To like, do it all in a couple days, like. Yeah. This is awesome. Now, I know in having talked to players, and we talked to J.J. about this. Right. How nervous are you getting? You're a free agent. Like, how nervous are you getting right about now? Like, like make a deal already. Yeah, so. do something. Um, okay, so that was Chris Harris Jr. Now, the mm-hmm. Texans are mentioned with one other player on this group of eight. The Ocho is what I would call it. And it's a running back. Can I interest you? In a Melvin Gordon. Barnwell says, and I I look at this and I'm like, I don't think there is a chance in Hades of this happening. 
But he says he's got three options for Melvin Gordon. Number one is the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Sign a four-year, $36 million deal with the Bucks. Then he's got the Redskins, which I don't see the Redskins doing it. They, they've got Darius Geis. I, I don't, I yeah. mean, but Geis uh, has trouble staying healthy. It's got to be a team that wants to win now or very soon. He's 26 years old. He says, Gordon held out for a new contract and didn't get it. Now that he's a free agent, will any team pony up to pay the 26-year-old running back? So Wait, you he, said 26 years old with meaning. Is that meaning like he still for got running? some juice no, no, he's, left? Yeah, he's a young man. And then the Texans is the third option. How would this taste? <laughs> what is this? The How Texans much? sign Melvin Gordon to a five-year, fifty million dollar deal. No, it's not happening. I don't think it's, it's not happening. Ha- he's not paying that money for a running back. You know, he's not going to do that. I don't think so. Unless that- now, Gordon, Gordon at the top of his game is great. Maybe sure. he can get right back to the top of his game. Right. You know, holdouts and things like that, they're just so bad for everybody, especially running backs, I think. Oh, by the way, quick uh, cleaning something up here. Namdi limited run play on Broadway. It's called A Soldier's Play, and it closes on March 15th. So it was, I guess, designed to be a limited run play. David Alec Greer him. is in it, who's also in, uh, you know, I know him best for Boomerang. Yeah, David of course, Boomerang. Everybody yeah, knows everybody for Boomerang. Yes. John Witherspoon. They showed John Witherspoon oh, and the, on the montage. That's my favorite part of the Oscars, the I, dead people. I, <laughs> you know, I love the dead people segment. I love the dead people segment at the Grammys, the <laughs> Emmys, and the Oscars. They forgot somebody, though. Who'd they forget last night? They forgot Luke Perry. What? Dylan from 90210. They forgot Luke Perry. And he's in a movie called Eight Seconds about yes. uh, bull riding. He's in a few other movies, and he was just in a Hallmark movie my wife was watching the other day, and I got really sad when I Wait walked in. I was like, that's Luke Perry. Yeah. He's, Passed on. I, I and, they and the ESPYs do it too now, really well. I know, and well, I just love the dead people segment. The, <laughs> they should just call it the dead people. I mean, I'm not being disrespectful. I, They're I not with us any longer. I know, I know. I like it. And they finished, of course, with you Kirk know, Douglas. You, so you know was... what I love? And I, I know John's like rolling his eyes right now. You're not, but I bet you are internally because at a at a meeting at one of our department meetings, yeah. I brought up the dead people segment once, yeah. and I said, I love seeing like. Uh, the guys who who passed away, yeah. who you never heard of, like yeah. a sound effects I, editor who worked, but they'll show a little mini clip from the movie, yeah. like Ben Hur. You know, he worked on this. I and know. the guy mic'd up the chariots and Ben Hur or whatever. No, it was a serious job. <laughs> Charlton Heston and Ben Hur was a huge production. I like no, nobody that. knows who this guy is, but now he's no longer with us. This shows you appreciate life while it's here. Get every ounce of the marrow out of life because. It's going to go at some point. Everyone's going to forget. No one's going to know that you mic'd up the chariots at Ben-Hur. Until they recognize you at the Oscars. Or For you can second. play an iconic figure like Dylan McKay on Beverly Hills 90210, <laughs> and they'll forget about you. Yes. I will be honest. I, I like that segment, too. Mm-hmm. I like that segment too. It's my favorite. They started I stay it with- up for it. I didn't care. <laughs> uh, I, who cares? I didn't know. I mean, I, Joaquin Phoenix. Did I you think- see Joker? I didn't see it. I haven't seen it. I don't, I, I don't know that I can I bring it. It's very, I don't know. It looks really, really intense. I don't even I'm have like, a desire to see it. I don't have a desire to see it. I don't know. Like, I, I was going to say, why do we glamorize bad guys? But I'm into Goodfellas and The Godfather, and that's glamorizing <laughs> bad guys. So, what? and The Irishman got nominated. Yeah. Right? But, I haven't but seen for some reason, I don't yet. know. I just don't, don't need to see the darkness that is the Joker. I, yeah, I, I thought Heath Ledger even had some comic relief there. I don't. Maybe I can't judge the movie. I haven't seen it, so maybe Heath Joaquin Ledger plays. was so good. And so I haven't. Good. I haven't seen Joaquin Phoenix. I know Joaquin Phoenix has played some amazing characters. I mean, He's a great Johnny actor. Cash. He did phenomenal. it so well. I had no. I when he played Johnny Cash, 
and he sang the songs. I mean, Jamie yeah. Foxx did Ray Charles, right, and right. they overdubbed the, the songs, the, the original versions. Yeah. I could not believe that Joaquin Phoenix pulled off Johnny Cash, and sang, with Johnny Cash's iconic, yeah. unique voice, he still pulled it off. But Reese helped because his, she's fantastic. His speech was kind of all over the place. He had a couple moments yeah, where don't I was get like, me yeah. Started. Renee Zellweger's speech, like, where? What was I'm like, she why are we talking about cows and milk? Yeah, I didn't get and that part. I, I understand why we why he brought it up, but like, just just thank the people who worked on the movie. Right, that's all you got to do. <laughs> that's all you got to do is thank the people that mic you up every single day. That's it. All right, well, we got to get back on track, and we will do that next. Discuss more of these free agents and how it impacts the Texans and AFC South next right here on Texans All Access. Welcome back to a Monday edition of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. I'm your host, John Harris, alongside Mark Vandermeer. And somehow, someway, we got on the Oscars and the Dead People's segment. I don't know how we did it, but we found a way to do just that. That's called a tangent, ladies and yes. gentlemen. <laughs> we, we do that often. <laughs> we are talking about an article that Bill Barnwell put out with some tremendous presentation that allows you to kind of swipe left, swipe right, change teams for eight very influential NFL players heading into this offseason. And I'll start with one that was often rumored to come to the Texans. Because he was holding out because of some things that were happening in Washington. Okay. And that was Trent Williams. Oh. He has him coming here? No. As a... Oh. Well, let me... Let me okay. He has three AFC teams. All right. The Cleveland Browns trade a second-round pick for Trent Williams. Mm -hmm. The Dolphins trade back our pick, the 26th pick, for Trent Williams and a second-round pick. And last and certainly not least, oh, my God. Trent Williams ends up with the Patriots. Oh, no. Trade their top pick. The Patriots trade their top pick for Trent Williams and a second-round pick. Let me ask you this, Johnny. I don't like any if of Tunsil, that. See, we all assume that Tunsil's straight up two number ones and Stills is a number two. You know, that trade was a yeah. package deal. So, right. you know, how do you pull it apart, break it up, decide the value of things? Is Tunsil worth the two ones? Look, it was two ones and a two, basically, with the other stuff. That was the changing hands of the deal. For Tunsil and Stills. And, and and two other draft picks. Right. So you have to look at it like, well, you gave them Davenport. Right, you know, right. So let's just remove the but other you stuff gave for the a Dolphins, moment. You gave the Dolphins players that were not they were not going to make your roster. No. In all likelihood, Davenport they were not going to make, make it here. And they were credit to him, he played. And right. they won some games with him. I yeah. think he started the game they, when they beat the Patriots. I think you're right. So good for him. But the thing is this. Uh... I just I wonder what Williams is worth on the open market. Is it a one and a two? Does that sound about right to you for Trent Williams, who's older than Tunsil? Well, there. I mean, Bill Barton was suggesting the Browns trade just a second round pick for him. I I don't I don't see that happening. Now that's a we need to get rid of him. We got to move on. He you know whatever. I, I think and maybe Washington does that. Or, or are they trying Ron to make Revere? nice? Uh, but are they trying to make nice with him? Right if I'm now? Ron Revere, I try and make nice with him, but. I mean, Bruce Allen's moved on. Right. So the Brat now, Snyder's still there, but they've changed out brass. And yeah. maybe it's possible. Maybe that you helps. Get, you make nice with them. And look. The and end, maybe you pay him a little bit more money. Look, what helps every situation? Cash. What helps every situation? Cash. Yeah. Lots of it. You can sit down and talk with guys all you want. Hey, man, we re look, we really love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Hey, we'd like to redo your contract, and we'd like to give you a little bit more money up front. Right. Where did I sign? Yeah, it, it definitely I mean, helps. It's that simple, but 
It can be. It's it's like putting Bactine in the wound. Right. It, it really, a numbing agent as well. It does soothe. Now, if I'm Ron Rivera, I'm trying to do that, and I'm also living in an NFC East that's not, like, automatically winnable, but right. it kind of is if you have There's opportunity there. I don't know about the quarterback situation. I don't know how they feel about Haskins. They can say whatever they want right now. They're grinding through that tape, and that's yeah. a tough decision to make. It reminds me of... You know, Arizona coming in and having to evaluate yeah. Rosen. But they had a really, well, Washington's going to pick pretty high, too. Yeah. Right? So Number two. Yeah, that's pretty high. So they have a decision to make. Are we okay with Haskins? What are we going to do here? They'll roll with Haskins. Because if it bottoms out, mm-hmm. if it completely, like, Haskins is just phenomenally bad. And the Redskins go 1-15. Guess who's sitting at the end of that rainbow? Trevor Lawrence, Clemson. So you think, all right. <laughs> I hate doing that though. It's like the Tua I mean, I thing. hate doing. It. I'm just saying, if it is if Lawrence going to be great, is if Tua going to be great, you can't guarantee me any. No, of this. no, you can't guarantee any of that. Mm-hmm. But when you watch a guy, you go, okay, that's what a quarterback looks like. That's what a guy yeah, is supposed yeah. to look he like. He should be able to come in and do some things. You think? Mm-hmm. You think? Okay. There's also a man by the name of Tom Brady on this list. All right, what does he have him wearing? What what? uniforms in the Bill Barnwell interactive okay. column. He's got an NFC He's got an NFC North team. All right. That would be uh the not the Browns, the Bengals? Uh NFC North. Oh, I'm sorry, NFC North. Uh that would be the Bears. The Bears. The Bears signed Tom Brady to a 4-year, 110 million dollar deal. First of all, why are you signing Tom Brady to a 4-year deal? No. Stupid. I mean, not a smart idea. Chargers. Try to be polite. It's a new year, a new beginning. Chargers. Mm-hmm. The Chargers signed Tom Brady to a five-year, $180 million deal. With one year guaranteed. That, I mean, that's all you can do. I guess. Seriously. Three, no, he says this deal, three guaranteed years. That means Brady's playing until 45. Right, so it's about the money. I mean, it's always about the money a little bit. We were just talking about that. Do you want the third team? Give me the third team. Colts. Tom Brady gets a four-year $160 million deal from the Indianapolis Colts. Ballard's not going to do that. There's no way. There's no way. He wouldn't do that. Any Look, no Brady way. going anywhere is going to be a two-year deal. It's going to be a two-year deal? Yeah. I, that's all you can do with Tom Brady. Now, yeah. you might want to pay, or you can sign him to five, but it better be a two-year guarantee. Two-year guarantee, yeah. And he retires, and then you're done, and that that's it. Yeah, you would think. If you're <laughs> Tom Brady, John, where are you going? Oh. <sighs> If it's if it's not New England, and at this point, look, we don't live inside that bubble, that building. I just feel like I they wanna... might want to be breaking up. You know what I mean? Don't you feel like they want to break up? Why aren't they together yet? Why haven't they patched it up? Kraft is going to come in and promise him another island right. in the Pacific and Ocean somewhere, yeah. in addition to the one he's already promised him. In my fictional scenario here, if I'm if I'm Brady and I'm thinking about it, I. I'm just thinking about the teams that we played and which ones I think if you insert Tom Brady into that world, do, does that team have an opportunity to make some serious noise in the AFC? Colts, yes. Colts, yes. Raiders, yes. Titans, yes. Chargers, yes. Chargers, yes. I'm not saying that Phillip was was the problem, but Phillip just started turning the ball over way too often. Hasn't he always had a few key turnover. Right, but in the years that they were good, he would kind of keep it under control. Like 2018, they were very, very good. He would keep it under control. Right, 2019, it went a ball, completely though. different direction. Melvin Gordon, hello. If, you, exactly right. They didn't have that this year. I just don't think Ballard does it, but I love the first line mm-hmm. 
of Barnwell's little blurb here. He says, what's the ultimate revenge on Josh McDaniels for leaving the Colts at the altar? <laughs> Ooh. That's that's pretty good. Uh, they don't so, play him. We uh, do. We do. They I don't, know. They don't play him this year. I would think, I mean, the Raiders are very intriguing. But I don't know. I don't think Brady wants to go to Vegas and play think, for Gruden. Does I he? I don't think Brady wants to learn a whole new offense. Probably not, but Brady can embrace, you know, you're going to. I mean, think about what happened when they took our computer away and we had to learn this new (laughs) radio program. It was like, what? No. And it's literally the same thing, but it was like. No, but you're right. I nearly rebelled. It's a great little analogy because it's like the terminology is different. The commands are different. How do I, how do I normalize my voice? Because (laughs) it's normally like this. All of it's different. Uh, And then there is Philip Rivers, Mm -hmm. which we know Philip is now available. All right. So where does he have Rivers going? He's got three teams. Okay. Two in the NFC South, mm. the Bucks and the Panthers, and one in the AFC South. Mm. Really? The Indianapolis Colts. And he says the Colts give Phillip Rivers a two year, $62 million deal to be their starter, which begs the question who would you rather face for the next two years? Phillip Rivers twice a year or Tom Brady I mean, twice a year? I'll take my chances on Rivers because the upside of Brady is just too frightening in a Colts uniform. I mean, what are you trying to do? Give me nightmares here? I already despise the Colts more than any other team. And now you're going to put Tom Brady in that uniform. This is ridiculous. Okay, so here's how I'll present it to you this way. Okay. So Tom Brady mm-hmm. for a couple of years, Philip Rivers for a couple of years, or – they draft a quarterback at 13 who ends up being the future for them. Yeah, see, I don't like that either. But they might want to do that anyway. Well, they're not going to do that anyway if they sign one of those two they've guys. got Brissett. I think Brissett's contract has one more year. It, it's an interesting. And I, I don't know, know if it's guaranteed, though. We're going to talk about this also. Yeah, I think it's one more. Yeah, whatever it is, they can, they can move on from it. But here's the point. And I would keep him around. Injuries, whatever. Heck you yeah. know he's solid. If he's healthy, he can do a whole lot of damage. But my thought is this, and we're going to talk about this all offseason, the Colts, from their perspective, is it the right thing to do to go out and get one of these guys, these, you know, Philip Rivers, Tom Brady, old so. man of the sea type quarterbacks, or do you go draft somebody and have him learn under Brissett and do it that way? It's an interesting question because, like, how can I win quickly but not mortgage the future? Because, look, otherwise the AFC South potentially sails away from you right. with the Titans and the Texans, potentially. But what's your window in Indianapolis? Are, is, are you worried about your window closing? Think about Indianapolis' best players. Quinn Nelson, Darius Leonard, I mean, T.Y. T.Y.'s getting a little, little – he's getting up there in age, but you can find, yeah. a, you can find a T.Y. You can find a receiver. You can, but you know what? It, if, I have Bra- if I have a healthy Brady – or a Rivers that still can play. I feel like I can do it this year. I can yeah, win yeah. the division. I can get at least the wild card, and I can get back to the postseason. That's what you want to do. You want to take your shot. But if you, if I draft a guy, where am I? I might I might get there, but where am I really going here? You know? Yeah, true. I don't disagree. I with need that, a quarterback but, who can but win would you me rather, games. Would you rather have Tom Brady, uh-huh. and you go ten and six, and mm-hmm. you get a wild card, mm-hmm. or would you rather go seven and nine? having drafted Jordan Love, and you stick Jordan Love in there, and by the end of year one, you're like, okay, we know what we got. I we think, know we have it. We've got the future of this franchise for a while. Here's the thing about all this. You have to do what's right for the team, yes, 
you also need to be competitive ASAP because it's still a business. You know, sure. it's still, you know, here, like the Texans are winning. People are mad about the way it ended. Yeah. It's still a business. Right. You know, it, it's a business of professional football. You're trying to win games. You want to ignite the fan base. You want everybody to be happy as much as possible. Obviously, that's not always going to be possible. Yeah, it's not always going to be possible, but I just don't think that Ballard will do either. Really? I don't think he would do either. I just get I he's mean, going to draft a guy. He's probably earned the clout to draft somebody and not wait. Wait is the wrong word, but develop. Yeah, I, I think so. And mm-hmm. I think they'll go one more year with Jacoby Brissett and think they'll draft the right guy, and then that'll be the future. And not to say that they want to sacrifice. I've just learned that aspect of things, life in the NFL. People talk about that. Well, just eat, just eat a year. Heck no. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't I mean, even. The Dolphins think, did it. You can't even think that way. The Dolphins did it, but and they did it, and then it drove them crazy. So they went and decided to win some games. And they actually did, and they beat the Patriots on the last day of the regular. And season. they still might end up with Tua. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't want the Colts to end up with Tua. No, Tua is the one guy I just don't want to face twice a year. I just don't. I just don't. We're already gonna have to face Mahomes twice a year. Twice We're not even a year. The- Playoffs and yeah, regular season. Of course. That's the way you gotta think. <laughs> nice. That's when the tri- the Chiefs come up. I'm like, no, uh, I start thinking about the Chiefs like a division team. Yeah. I think that's I the way you have to start we've, doing it. And the we've Patriots seen them too. a lot. Yeah. We've seen them more than any other team, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. maybe the Patriots. No, the Chiefs because well, two playoffs. Yeah. All right. Two playoffs. Mark, appreciate it. Thanks, Johnny. Now, one of those guys that we mentioned, some big news about him today out in LA. What is the next home for Philip Rivers? Because of what happened today, we'll talk about that next as we go around the NFL right here in Texas All Access. Third and two for the Chargers at the Houston 7. Rivers in the gun, two receivers right. Rivers pulls down the high snap. Floats the ball left side of the end zone. Caught Keenan Allen, and it's good for a touchdown. That was week three out in L.A. at Dignity Health Park. And that was Phillip Rivers throwing a touchdown to Keenan Allen against the Texans. And it will be the one of the last ones that Rivers throws for the Chargers because of news that came out today. Welcome back to our final segment of Texans All Access from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. And we're going to bounce around the NFL. And probably the biggest news of the day comes from the L.A. Chargers and Phillip Rivers. It was a... Uh, mutual agreement, if you will. The LA Chargers announced Monday that the team and Rivers have mutually agreed the quarterback will enter free agency and not return to the team in 2020. General Manager Tom Telesco said in a statement, and I quote, after stepping back a bit from last season, we reconnected with Phillip and his representatives to look at how 2019 played out assess our future goals, evaluate the current state of the roster, and see if there was a path forward that made sense for both parties. Telesco said later on he still felt like Rivers could play at a high level, but it was time to move on. Now, the timing of this, depending on how you look at those kind of things, the Chargers will move into SoFi Stadium, the massive structure that is going on going up right now in Inglewood and the Chargers will share that with the Rams but Philip Rivers will not be part of that building or, or that process to see what the Chargers will do in that building I'm still curious to see how this plays out for the Chargers that is if LA is anything well first of all it's a USC town and then second is it's a Rams town I guess Whose house? Rams house. Uh, I know Houston Cougars got really upset when they heard that. Either way, 
to me, it strikes me as it's going to be a Rams building featuring the Chargers, if that makes sense. Like, the Chargers are just going to be that team that just kind of, um, you know, because Giant Stadium for a long time was Giant Stadium. And then there were the Jets. And I kind of have a feeling that's the way it's going to be for the Chargers. So the Chargers need something. They need a splash. Something, I suppose. And I'm not really... I, if you listen to me for a long time, you know I'm not all about splashes. I'm just, you, you put the best team together. But this is a little bit of a unique situation. They've got plenty of splash players. Bosa, Ingram, Derwin James, Keenan Allen. They won't have Melvin Gordon, I don't imagine, unless they're able to sign him. And I don't know how that's going to happen, but they have an opportunity. I don't think they're going to. And But they've got no quarterback now, relatively speaking. Trot Taylor is on the roster. But he is a good, solid backup, if anything else. Now, the Chargers pick six. And that is prime quarterback territory. Remember last year, New York Giants ended up taking Daniel Jones at number six, which me and a lot of other people thought was a little bit high for Daniel Jones. I think they could have taken him at the 17th pick and still got him. But then again, and I said this at the time, if you know that's your guy, just go get him. And they felt like they had their guy in Daniel Jones. Go get him. Justin Herbert, Tua Tungabailoa. Be very interesting at pick number six for the San Diego Chargers. Excuse me. Ah, find me. The L.A. Chargers. I've been really good about that. I've been really good about that. Not saying San Diego, and I just did it. But they will need a quarterback. They will, I would imagine, with the ones we talked about in the first couple segments with Mark. Tom Brady is going to be, I would imagine, in the mix for the Chargers. Now, here's a wild one. If the Raiders end up going and doing something with their quarterback position, and that means Derek Carr could be available, and that's a crazy thought, but maybe that's something that the Chargers would entertain. You obviously know Phillip is not going to be that guy. So it's Tom Brady. I know they haven't put all their eggs in one basket, and it makes me think back to 2017 here in Houston. If you remember that, it's hard to think about anything before Deshaun, to be honest, but there was a lot of talk about what? Tony Romo coming to the Texans. Tony Romo is the piece. We had just come off that divisional playoff round. We had a number one defense in the league. We had Whitney and, uh, I'm sorry, we had Watt coming back in 2017. We were going to be strong. Like, all right, let's do this. Tony Romo, he's the man. Let's make this happen. And then Tony says, not only am I not playing football, I'm going to the broadcast booth. Okay. Uh, So what do we do now? And then the Texans trade up, went and got Deshaun Watson. And there you go. Maybe that's the case for this Tom Brady thing. I, I think Tom's going to play, though. But putting all your eggs in the basket, if you're the Chargers, then going, oh, we didn't get Tom Brady. What do we do? And drop the quarterback. Sitting at six. And, of course, it depends on how combine plays up, pro day, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I, I think sometimes a little bit is, is made, a little bit too much is made of that. I think the Bengals know that Joe Burrow is going to be their guy at one. The Redskins were the quarterback last year. It doesn't preclude them from drafting quarterback, especially when there's been different changes, as Mark noted earlier, in the front office brass. But you would expect that Chase Young would go to put Chase Young with Montez Sweat and with the Alabama guys that have been there forever. It feels like Deron Payne, uh, et cetera. You got a little something on the defensive side of the ball, plus you give Dwayne Haskins a little bit more opportunity to be the guy there in Washington. And number three is Detroit. And to me, that's where the draft really begins. 
And at that point, there will be two quarterbacks. So you're sitting there at six of you, the Chargers, and you got to escape Detroit if Detroit stays. Then you've got the Giants at four, not taking a quarterback. And you got the Dolphins at five, more than likely taking a quarterback. Can you survive pick number three? Or do you have to move up with the Lions to make sure that you get your choice of quarterback, be it Justin Herbert to a tongue of Iowa? Or I wouldn't think Jordan Love, but that high. But I, I love Jordan Love. I, I think he's going to be a fantastic quarterback, and the Chargers might make some sense for him. Maybe you sit there and wait for Jordan Love to come to you at number six. I think that's probably a little bit of a stretch, but you just got to keep your eye on number three. I wouldn't imagine the Lions are drafting a quarterback with Matt Stafford coming back, but there are some people saying it could. It could happen. I don't think it will, but I think the Chargers are going to end up going a quarterback. Speaking of draft-eligible quarterbacks, Tua Tonga-Vailoa is a name that we have talked about for a while. From the national championship game, Davin Bellamy and I have talked about this a bunch. When I bring up to his name, he just he wants to slug me, which I don't blame him. That's that's a hard one uh, to try and get over because, as Davin says, you win a national championship, you got more eyeballs on you, you lose it, and, well, it's almost as if you didn't even get there. And Tua has that touchdown against them, the second and 26. He throws Devontae Smith, touchdown, Tua becomes a legend in Alabama history. Well, this year, he dealt, as he did the previous year in 2018, dealt with injuries, but this one was more significant. Against Mississippi State, he was dealing with an ankle injury, and he was trying to get out of the pocket, got tackled, and ended up injuring his hip. Now, there was a worry at the time back in October, late October, early November, that this was going to be a Bo Jackson situation. Now, it doesn't appear that's going to be the case. In fact, today it was reported that the Alabama quarterback's three-month CT scan, so three months, so it's February, so January, December, November. Yeah, okay, yeah, so early November. His three-month CT scan on his fractured hip was, and I quote, as positive as possible. It revealed a healed hip. The hip in its range of motion is good, but it will likely be another month before Tua is cleared for football activities, as reported by Ian Rappaport. Now, because he dealt with the ankle, because he dealt with the hip, eh, some people are worried about exactly what is there. 32 teams are going to have the opportunity to dive into the medicals on Tua Tunga Vailoa and take a look at it themselves. But two weeks before the you know people start arriving at the combine, including yours truly and our gang, going to the combine, Tua has got some good news. And that's a, that's a good start. Now, when Tunga Vailoa was at the Super Bowl, apparently he sounded confident in his future, said, you know what, he's going to be He's going to be better. He's going to be healthier at the next level. But there will be a tag of whether he is actually injury prone or not. He is going to be a guy that, I know this is sound crazy, I'd almost rather face Joe Burrow twice a year than I would to a Tonga Vailoa. I don't want the Colts to end up with him at 13. I don't want the Colts with a quarterback. I want them to sort of kind of slog through without a quarterback at this particular moment. Uh, I'd like the Jaguars to continue on with Gardner Minshew if they'd like to. That's fine. 
Titans, Ryan Tannehill, okay with that. Uh, you know, he played pretty well at the end of the year. I just don't want to face Tua twice a year. And the Colts are the one team sitting at 13 that I sort of, I sort of worry about. Now, Jacksonville is sitting there at 9, but I just have this feeling that Jacksonville is going to let Gardner Minshew do his thing. And that's probably a wise thing. They, you can start to see some belief happening in him. And there's obviously the, well, you know, t- uh, six-rounder, um, that was Tom Brady. What's that? I would like to think two totally different situations. But we'll see if it actually is two different situations. Minshew did some good things. But I think against us, we showed that we had the right mix for how you stop him. And we had the right plan for how you stop him. And what I, what I thought about Gardner Minshew, I thought about all these other teams struggling to stop him. Like, well, we stopped him for most of the first game and then all of the second game. And I start thinking about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were always the team that could slow down Michael Vick, no matter what. No matter what, Vick struggled against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, always. And maybe that's the way it is for Gardner Minshew. Either way, how this all plays in together, I don't think Tua ends up in Jacksonville. That would be a little bit of a surprise. Then again, Dave Caldwell's back in charge, and he surprised everybody with pick number three in 2014, taking Blake Bortles. So hopefully he's off the board by the time you get to Miami. Hopefully Justin Herbert's off the board by the time you get to the Chargers at five and six. And then Jacksonville takes a defensive lineman that we'll have to tangle with probably a guy like Derek Brown, and that's going to suck. He's really good. I don't really want to deal with him. But it's the way this draft thing works. Tennessee last year drafted every good player I liked. I liked, I loved Jeffrey Simmons. He was number four in my Harris 100, maybe three. He went 19 to the Titans. I loved A.J. Brown. Had him at 30, uh, I think I had him right in the early 30s. I think he went in the 50s maybe in the second round. Stud receiver. Monty Hooker, fourth round, had to start for them because of injuries and safety. Loved him. I mean, just everybody they added to the mix. I'm like, oh, man. So, that's the way it goes with the draft. Jackson will find a good player at seven, but hopefully it is not a guy like Tua Tungavailoa. All right, big thanks to Mark for jumping in on the show. Love getting back in the saddle. Free agency is going to be coming up over the next couple of weeks. Combine is in a couple of weeks. So we've got all of that to look forward to. Where are the influential players in the NFL going to go? Who are the Texans going to be interested in? Cannot wait to see how it unfolds. Over the next how many ever months until we get to training camp in July. Appreciate you guys listening. Thanks to my guys at Sports Radio 610. We'll see you tomorrow, buddy. And as always, go Texans.